perspective. We got the crew, we got the muscle, and you know we effing rule. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, alright. We got the know how, we got control, we got the knowledge, and we tell you how it rolls. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, alright. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, tonight. Hello and welcome to episode 259 of Geek Grills. The Geek Grills podcast is supported primarily by our patrons. Please visit today at patreon.com slash grills. I'm September. I'm also known as 9 of 12 and I'm joined here by my co-hosts, Linda. Hello, everybody. And Ray. Oh. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Today, uh, for our topic, we have a very special guest, Veronica Susie. So, uh, what have you grills been up to this geeky week? Uh, I guess I will go first, since I am first on the list. <laughs> um, we had our Garden of Destinies LARP, uh, where I get to play my dragon, enchantress, witch, bear folk thing. She's got a lot of gnomers now. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. I got to, you know, be flouncy yet intimidating because I have fancy dresses, but then, like, draconic makeup. So that's always fun to do. Um, I'm really happy because some of the people that play with us in ATE, which is the, the much northern LARP that we play up in Tennessee, uh, farther up in Tennessee, um, came down to play with us for gods, and I was like, "Yay! I get to see you in a different setting and a different character." <laughs> Neato. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, the thing that I am most kind of like amused by for this game is um, the downtime that I have chosen to do is basically walking in as as a substitute teacher for a bunch of teenagers. So I just you get to imagine my character going in with like her like super, you know, maleficent horns and just <laughs> hello children. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be entertaining. <laughs> I don't know what fallout's going to happen from that, but it's LARP. <laughs> so you just get to, to, to roll with it. Um, LARPer's going to LARP. <laughs> LARPer's going to LARP. Um, I've done some obligatory crocheting. I am still crocheting like the wind, trying, you know, have my menagerie up there be a full rainbow of critters to take to market day. Uh, my most recent thing I've done is a three peas in a pod. And the peas come out and say hello. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so they get to live in there and I'm sure whoever buys that will just have fun chucking those around. Multi-colored <laughs> peas. Many peas. <laughs> um, I also just finished... Well, he doesn't have a mouth yet, but another one of the light bulbs that goes for my uh, my string of lights will, that will eventually exist. I'm almost done with all of them. He has eyeballs, but no, no mouth yet. Um... That's so like that's... A, a few antennae away from being a Greedo plushie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll look different when they're all in a string. 
Right now, they all kind of look like different colored peppers. It's fine. I'm saying it's an opportunity. Pepper. <laughs> um, this past weekend, um, I did kind of a March birthdays thing with my family because in our immediate family, um, <coughs> basically me, my husband, my mother-in-law, and my dad all have birthdays in March. Uh, my mom is the only odd odd one out. She's in she's in uh, October, but um, his dad, uh, you know, his dad passed away. But his dad had an October birthday, so our birthdays were like all in March and October, which was kind of funny. Um, but we went out to uh, Fujihana, which is a Japanese steakhouse, and got to have you know the the big flames coming up off of the grill as they were making the the meats and stuff and. Uh, the what do they call it? An onion vol- the onion volcano, where they they stack up the onion things and then they fill it full of the lighter fluid, basically, and just set it on fire. So that was fun. <laughs> I'm pretty delicious. sure they use cooking oil, but <laughs> I know <laughs> the edible, you know the edible lighter fluid. Don't the eat edible- the lighter fluid. <laughs> Cooking oil. Cooking oil, sure. Cooking oil, also known as edible lighter fluid. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) And then, um, continuing on my South Asian dramas kick that I've been on for the past few months, um, I have basically found the Korean version of Hannibal. It's like ten episodes long. I'm on episode, like, seven of ten. Eight, it'll be, you know, eight when I get to it later tonight, I'm sure. But I'm like, I started watching it, and I'm, you know, the thing that, that Korean dramas do really well is horror. Come to find out. <laughs> so, like, I'm watching it along with a reenact, uh, not a reenactor, it's the wrong genre. <laughs> um, a reactor. Uh, and that's a good thing because I would be sh- scared shitless if I didn't have like somebody talking. <laughs> it's like having a buddy. It was- yeah, it's like having a buddy, and I'm like, oh, this is so creepy. I'm so creeped out. I'm real glad you're here. Ah. <laughs> Aww. But it is like, it's yeah. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it. It's the Korean version of Hannibal, basically, in a shortened fr- form. Um. I think it's still on Netflix. It's um, it's got like two names, like it's Strangers from Hell, but it's also called Hell is Other People. Okay. Um, I don't know what name it goes by on Netflix because the reactor calls it Strangers from Hell, but when I look it up, it's got both going for it. So, hmm. it's one of those two. Um, really good. I really is terrifying. So I'll let you know at the end of it if I recommend. Because right now I'm just kind of getting through it like, I don't know, guys. I don't know. It might be for you folks, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Might be for other folks. Yeah. So That's basically what I've been up to. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to see Enter the Haggis. That was super fun and exciting to see our old buddies, uh, band Rob used to be in and we got a new uh, a CD from them that we didn't have yet 
Um, but I'm going to have to go in my car to listen to it. I haven't gotten to it because it's the only place I could play a CD. Um, <laughs> but I had to get it because they dedicated a song to him, which was really sweet. Because it's named after a pub in Toronto that he had actually played at with them. So awesome. we had this nice surprise dedication happen. Uh, super cool. Uh, <laughs> other than I fell on my face. Um, oh. But it's a whole other... Mark your steps. Um, what else? I went camping. That was fun. They have these new um, cabins at our local state park mm-hmm. that they made good use of shutdown time a couple years ago and put in these nice little cabins. And it's still like real rustic. I mean, you've got your fire pit and your picnic table. There's tent camping all in the area. But the, it's, the cabins have like a room that has two sets of bunk beds and a room with like a queen bed. And it's got heat inside. So even though it was down in the 30s at night, when we came in from the fire, we uh, had heat to sleep with. So that was pretty awesome. I spent two nights there with my friends and uh, one of their kids and her best friend one night. And then it was just grown-ups the second night and introduced them to some uh, Get Set Go music, which was really cool. Uh, we listened to – I played Fuck It Whatever Okay – I felt like Eric would really like that song. And then I played Paleophile, which is about wanting to fuck dinosaurs. And Tanya spit her drink. And the thing is, she did it again the second night. Like, she was so, like, I caught her at the right time. She's, like, taking a drink of something. And then there's a song about tickety-tock with the big dino cock. And so, uh... But I played that and some other indie music that they hadn't heard and got them interested. And I was really glad to have that going on. And, and of course, camp cooking, which is, like, my favorite. Um, I had an ultrasound this morning. They're checking my gallbladder because I hope it's not an allergy, but it's only when I eat eggplant I get excruciating pain. And I finally have enough other shit sorted out that they're checking into that. No idea. It'll be a couple of days before I know what's going on. And I got a great call the other day. My oldest son is pregnant. Well, you know, his wife is. <laughs> but they're like that. You know, like, we're pregnant. I'm like, yes. And, you know, their idiot brother's like, what do you mean they? Ha, ha, ha. Shut up. <laughs> That's how it should be. He's going to be a good dad. Um and they're really excited. They weren't sure she could have children, and they thought it might be a struggle, and they've only been married five months. So, yay! I'm going to be a grandma again. Um, and they're only a couple hours away, because like, my other grandkids are in Oregon, and I hardly ever get to see them. So the whole family's really excited. Um, I thought my dad would be more excited, because he's all about the Stuart line and whatever and there's finally going to maybe be someone for that um, so yeah a good week for that I, I immediately the best thing about it for me honestly has been so far they called me with any advice or information you might have and specific questions they had and that like they trust me and wanted to talk to me like that and I, mean, I did something right as a mom like, Aww. you know, like, <laughs> I would never ask my parents for parental advice. It's kind of like, that's where I learned what not to do. And that's all I had to go with. Uh, <laughs> so that was, you know, super wonderful, just like their wedding and uh, helping with it was a good experience. So 
I'm excited. Unfortunately, it's they don't know the due date yet, and it's looking. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. It's not while I'm on my cruise. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it's like the end of October, beginning of November, and that's where I'm going to be. You know, in the Bermuda Triangle for Halloween. It would be my luck that also that's exactly when the baby will be born. <laughs> you, you'll come back and you'll be like, surprise baby. Well, not surprise baby, but, you know, here you go. <laughs> here you go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess at that point I just reroute my way home to stop by. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Ray? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going backwards. So we started cleaning out my mother-in-law's art room, which... I enlisted the help of Linda and uh, two other local friends to help me because even though I know she's mostly a painter and a mosaic artist. We found I, yarn. As, an, <laughs> as a crafter, you just accumulate random things and for like, oh, I got really into macrame for a while and never picked it back up. Or So I'm like, there's so much stuff. I was like, what is this for? What is it? So we managed to like, figure out 99.9%. There's still like a two by like like a block of wood that we're still not sure what the heck it is other than why wouldn't you have a random block of wood, I guess? Sure. <laughs> I <laughs> but, aspire to be as organized as this woman was. She was so organized. So Everything actually... was labeled except for the block of wood and a couple of other things. Wow. <laughs> It was literally just kind of going through and getting the initial, like, what do people want? How do we divvy this up? How do? So, and then I'm finishing it this week um, and helping them out since there's an end-of-life celebration. So, family's coming in um, because we did the cremation very quickly. So, this is more of the everybody, family gets to come in and close friends, and we all share that together. Uh, before that was the God's Game, which is, uh, it was fun. There was a Satan Sinner's Ball, so it's always the excuse to get fancy at a LARP, to wear fancy clothes in the woods. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, I got to uh, harass, harass my frenemy in play. Um, probably not even really a frenemy. I probably think that she's more of a frenemy, and she just doesn't really acknowledge my existence. And that's great. I I found a very nice suit that resembled her, like this purple suit. So I just kind of like did this huffy little, I'm a corporate sellout act. Um, (laughs) She was not amused, which made me highly amused. So that was great. Uh, And then uh, The Last of Us just finished up and that was very good. And I can't wait to see more of it. That show has been full of feels. I'm I'm still on the show before and the... Triggering ending. Oof. Yep. Uh, I will say the the ending, the, this episode didn't get me as much as some of the other episodes, like, as far as, like, gut punching, but it felt okay. Like, it felt good. This is a good, which I was grateful for, because I'm like, I, I don't need any more emotional gut punches for a while. <laughs> any of those in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Veronica? Well, I have, I'm, I'm, um, for the audience, I've mentioned this a little bit before, before we started recording, um, I am in a polycule. Um, one of my partners here in Seattle is moving back to the East Coast to help uh, their mother um, while she deals with cancer. 
um, and they're moving next week. So I've kind of been mostly kind of keeping that that partner, you know, on the on the path to getting ready to move. And this weekend we got to go out on Saturday and get a really good have a good time in the city, which we haven't really done since we moved here in 2020. Um, so we went and got too much food. We got sick from eating and we ended up not doing some of the things we wanted to do because of that, but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And then on Sunday, the whole polycule went to the movies. So that was a lot of fun. We saw Ant-Man Quantumania, which I Ooh. really enjoyed. Oh, good. Yeah. I've heard, uh, good things and bad things. <laughs> Strong opinions on it. <laughs> So, uh, this week we are going to talk about that game, I suppose, and the problem with <laughs> She Who Shall Not Be Named. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, Veronica's guest is a personally impacted by the, the poisoning of the legacy that all of us uh, had so many years of uh, feeling seen with. So, Veronica, you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, maybe, and then we'll, uh, well dig we'll in. Start off with the with the most the most pressing and obvious part of this whole thing. I'm a trans woman, so all of everything that's been going on with J.K. Rowling is deeply personal. Um, and I even have I I tell people sorry about that. Worry about that. Um, I have a Harry Potter tattoo on my arm. And it's going to get covered up, and it hasn't been yet, and yeah. Uh... Oh, it made the hair on the back of my arms stand up. Because like, I know other people with <laughs> tattoos, and it's something I think about constantly, like that, that level of betrayal, upset. but I didn't know you had one. And... Yeah, people think I'm just upset about it. No, I loved Harry Potter. I really got into it, and I like I met my wife because, well, who I'm not married to anymore, well, we are, but don't live with... She's still in New York. Um, but we met because I on the dating profile, profile, I had a picture of me dressed as Harry Potter. And that just was enough to start the conversation. And so Harry Potter has been important to me for a long time. And then J.K. Rowling started running her mouth and it was like, ooh, boy. Yeah, it's been... I think you were also sharing that, that TikTok. I, you know, recently somebody was trying to explain... Why this is so, you know, traumatic. Because, um, I mean, that's how many variations have been made on it, like dressing up in parade and identifying with these characters as outcasts and doing the right thing. And, and, and the whole story seems so anti-fascist and like, how can you be standing in line with this bullshit where you should never be able to go in the, you know, bathroom and, and not understanding... When this whole thing first broke, we talked about it on this show, and I was like, all right, she's got to educate herself, and she'll turn around, and she didn't, she wrote a fucking 3,000 word essay, and just got worse, and I, yeah, I mean, when I was investigated for, um, I mean, I don't want to make this about me because it's not, but I, I do feel it so many ways for, for all my friends in the community, too. Um, I mean, I've done security for trans pride. Like, I, I <laughs> will always be there. And uh, we got investigated because my kid, like, for playing D&D &D 
a school psychologist reported us to health and human services and like we got investigated and the social worker showed up at my house and she was like wearing a Harry Potter lanyard. And she's like, all right, I just, I have to do this. All these claims are really fucking stupid and ridiculous, but like, I have to come visit. And all right. And I'm like, cool. Also a Ravenclaw. And we just had a really great conversation. And obviously uh, the investigation was very quickly dropped, but like that kind of, identifying each other in public going to a a trivia event right and those are your people and having that taken so brutally to where i've had i've thrown away all my stuff like shirts i wore when i was pregnant with my oldest son the one who's having a kid now like thankfully he doesn't have any tattoos to worry (laughs) about but we have shit in the attic from when he got to see her in person and read because he wrote an essay. I mean, I had like six copies of each of the books at one point in time, you know? Yeah. I had, I had audiobooks. I had, you know, all that stuff. And Like we had of doubles of everything because his grandparents in Canada would send us their covers because they were different and had were yeah. named different even. Yeah, when I, when I uh, did my study abroad in England... Like, one of the things I bought, one of my, the things that I actually bought in England was a copy of, I think it was the third book, because that was my favorite out of all of them, was The Prisoner of Azkaban, and I bought it so I could have the English, you know, the UK cover. Mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban was also my favorite. That's where my tattoo comes from. Oh. <laughs> black oh. as a dog. It doesn't oh. look good anymore, but... <laughs> That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I it, it's weird to have something that used to like you used to use as identifier to bring people together as like a sense of community and just getting to know each other and just like what house are you like that was like what the seventies equivalent of what's your sign yep. like yeah it, it was yeah. just like oh I'm a Ravenclaw <laughs> or I'm a Hufflepuff and, and we whatever. we even we even did like a a, a themed like dragon con um yeah, set that. uh but we because there was a a set of drawings that had come out at about at that point a couple of years uh, more than a couple of years now but a few years ago um where it was like uh hufflepunk um raverclaw um griffin goth and slitherswing and they had like drawn them in like these different musical styles and so we actually did like a set of of those for costuming, and it's just you know that's it's retired now. It's retired like, now. It's I don't even have the shirt anymore, or the you know. Yeah, it's, it's all dirty it, now. Like I literally threw yeah. away Harry Potter maternity stuff. Like, and I I couldn't wear it in public because. I didn't even think about that. Until now it'll I... hurt someone. Like, yeah, yeah. I, Jesse Gender brought that up on one of their videos, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I didn't even think about it. Like coming across as like a hateful thing now, and I'm like, "Oh, oh gosh!" People are whistling the Harry Potter theme to trans kids in the Seattle public school year uh... to show them oh. that they don't support them. It's oh ridiculous. my. 
it's just awful to see it just twisted this way. Yep. And and you want to educate. <laughs> My husband was like, do you want to take his Xanax? Because I was like, no, it's all content. I'm going to try not to cry. Ugh. I think I'm really bad at being angry. <laughs> I cry instead. The most disappointing because like people have reached out and people are like, maybe this was an accident. Maybe yeah. you know. Like, people have tried having good faith conversations with her on Twitter, and she just ignores them or pulls what she wants out to pick on. Just oh, she's yeah, made no bones. She's awful. And she's awful. One of the, I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't. It's doubling down. It's tripling down. It's unfollowing Stephen King, right after raving about him because he said trans women are women, and she blocked him. So that's the line she's drawn. Is just like she's apparently she said. Well, people are still buying my stuff, so obviously support they support me. Um, blocking people like that, tweeting like like how can you sleep at night? Losing all these people who were so in love with your work and then these LGBTQ people. And she's like, oh, I look at my royalty checks and I sleep pretty well. Okay, that's another level of gross besides that disappoints and hurts me. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so today something I did come across and looking over because I, I, I basically I ignore, I boycott, I throw away my stuff. There's a few things I haven't thrown away. Because I don't know, I, I'm not gonna ever wear it in public. Like, there's a shirt I'll sleep in, but I'll never. It'll never leave the house. I, I even threw away my socks recently, though. Like, I have two Harry Potter shirts still. If it makes you feel better, I just wear them inside out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, people are like, "Why are you wearing this shirt inside out?" Because this shirt makes my boobs look really good, so I'm gonna wear it, and I'm just gonna wear it inside out because it says Gryffindor on the other side. There you go. Yeah, I I, I even threw away my socks. Um, but I came across where this was the most upsetting thing I came across today until you mentioned the whistling, um, that she equated, uh, transition therapies and, and care to conversion therapy. And I don't know why that was the thing that felt like I got punched in the face she's twisting it it's 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 such a an abominable thing to say i think probably because it's that fascist bent that is so dangerous you know like many like because she comes back with this like well many medical people are concerned no not many just one you found and and people are taking your word and backing themselves and they're doing that i did my research lie instead of actually looking at legitimate research and it's endangering lives. Like I know so many people who've been threatened, endangered, beat up, hospitalized because of hateful beliefs that have nothing to do with truth. So we have to talk about it because it's, yeah. it's a big issue. And this kind of like mentality is just encouraging awful things to like legislation to push through on like a state level. And I don't know. I don't know how familiar you all are with this, but 
in the UK. Last I checked, I'm not positive it has been it hasn't been overturned, but trans kids in the UK have been living for over a year without hormones because of JK Rowling. And that's what they're trying to do here. Except, <clears throat> you know, they're trying to take it to the next level with some of the bills they're passing, but yeah. Oh gosh. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know anybody who. Mm. It's happening I, here. I I know <laughs> it's happening here. I just like majority of the friends I know are are older, so like they never had the chance to get on hormones before, well after puberty, and the fact that they want to. Stop it, or, or not even give you puberty blockers to have some time. And puberty just, blockers. Gosh. I mean, I'm probably preaching to the choir. People probably know this, but if not, they should. Puberty blockers are reversible. They are mm-hmm. also, they have no long-term effects. There have been ma- many studies that have proven, and they've been used for, for cis kids for forever. Like, we've been using them for decades, just for kids that start you know, menstruating too early or whatever. It's not, it's not new stuff. It's just give them a little time, let them figure it out. Like the thing that that really annoys me is everyone's all like, like, Oh, they're performing mastectomies on children. Who? Like you can't remove boobs. If a kid has, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like what, what part of this? Yeah. I have a local friend and like, He's a good guy, but he believes all that. And I've tried to get through. Like, that's not actually happening. Well, I saw this video. No, that's not happening. And some of what you're talking about happening is actually impossible to happen. And actually, like, this is all just new and people are making stuff up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I know someone who recently died my mother's age and they had been subjected to being given testosterone because they weren't male enough, like coming through puberty and family doctors were giving, you know, hormone therapy in what was the wrong fucking direction for what they wanted. But their parents beat them into that. And literally signed at birth, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and that's like, we have the science now. Like there are more, Gender is a construct, and even physical sex, there's, like, a lot of them. It's not a binary. Nothing is yeah. a binary. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Why would this be any different? Nothing is. <laughs> I just... It's, it is now... This is, this is when we, you know, you start finding out uh, who your representatives are and you mm-hmm. start emailing them and calling them be like don't do this this is what we can do there's <laughs> a handful of bills actually in washington state that are they're not going to get passed there's no way they'll they'll make it but i've still done my work to say hey this is problematic and here's why to my representatives because i think it's important that that doesn't somehow slip through and i have a partner who who says all the time and i i'm I'm behind this. Like, yeah, we have it good in Washington right now, but we're an election cycle away from just one bad election and it could be downhill from there. Was, and they I, need to I hear it. There was like literally a map yeah. I had just saw where it was like 
these are the states that are most likely okay-ish, and these are the ones that are literally just one election. And then also there were some, uh, like, we're in Georgia. Well, two of us are in Georgia. Um, so we were also get, have, passing around, like, here's some basic letter that's all you need to do is just email this to the representative and just get some more attention brought to it. Like The ACLU also has a website where you can pull up um, legislation in your state, and it actually has links right there that let you just copy-paste and send it to what you need to send it to. Yeah, the it's, ACLU it's is really enough. great for that. And for us, Southern Poverty Law Center has always got really great resources for all of these issues. And it does matter. I mean, people think your your policymakers are not listening, but I know from having worked in politics that, like, they at least there is a tally. Even if you call and you don't get to talk to somebody, you write, you don't get to talk to somebody, There, there is a tally of how many times they have heard on which side of this issue. And there's a point at which you can tip the scale, like, no matter, unless, you know, I mean, I don't think DeSantis is going to ever fucking wake up, but if if he thinks it threatens his winning. Unless, yeah, un- unless they, either they have the compassion to be like, okay, this is an issue that people are concerned about, or they have political knowledge to be like if i don't change i'm gonna lose office Mm -hmm. one of those is a lot more callous than the other but they both serve the same goal so it it's a lot of issues that are ongoing politically can feel like we we as people normal people don't have a lot of power but we can if we all start speaking up we can start shifting the narrative especially just, on the local yeah and it's something I, we got to remember <laughs> yeah like we we are actually their bosses um yeah the other thing and i think that's a really good way to transition into boycotting and products and games and fucking important let's get on the uh Let's not give JK any more royalties uh, TikTok challenge. Uh, <laughs> let's not go to fucking Chick-fil-A. And why that does matter. People are don't think it matters. And it does, man. Sometimes you got to go after the bottom line. And it is hurting people. And every time you give her a dollar, she's like, see, it's fine. And then that is a ripple effect where people are like, we'll see, it's okay. We'll see, it's okay. I mean... I know Veronica and I have seen it in our own online communities with like, well, I'm not hurting anybody and you are. Mm -hmm. If you can't just not play that one fucking game, it says something to me. It says something to all of us. I I learned who a lot of my friends were and weren't because of that game in the last month. Yeah, I said to somebody today, and if they're listening, because they may, I don't know. I said to them today, they mentioned playing it and doing these things to make them feel better. I'm like, well, I still hope you didn't pay for it at least. Like, go ahead and play it if you really feel you need to. But if you pay for it, the royalties do go to J.K. Rowling, whether or not you know you want to tell yourself that she's not involved in that process. She certainly is, and her clout is a lot. Yeah, adding to that clout does not help anything. I am 
Dis- I am disappointed that I will never go to Harry Potter World. Like, we had thought about going to Universal and so- sometime in the not-so-distant future and going and actually going to, you know, Diagon Alley and all that stuff, and I'm like, nope. Yeah, I wanted to do that at one point in time, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I just can't. I just nope. can't. I kind of just know. don't think about it, because I did go. I de- my, me and my whole family got to go before this shit I have friends who are regular Disney people that go every year, and they still go to the Harry Potter stuff almost every year. I'm like, eh. I'll yeah, go to I Disney certainly World. will never go again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's some of my best allies, and so I feel yeah. bad, but like their whole family's going, and it's like, I don't D- Dis- D- Disney doesn't own Universal yet, so oh, I can wait for Disney DeSantos to, to go at it. I, well, <laughs> I had a thought just now while we were talking if DeSantis's thing goes through, where trans kids visiting the state can be taken by the state the first time we have a child kidnapped by florida in disneyland or actually they could a trans kid could be in the harry potter world at universal i mean that's i guess the same either way because that's not disney so it would still be the case in florida in general but like that's crazy like it's just ridiculous the first time that happens, the the federal government is going to get involved. Oh. And it, it's going to get a it lot more complicated for Florida. <laughs> well, recently, DeSantis did manage to appoint two members to the board of what was formerly uh, Reedy Creek. Uh, for those of you that don't know, back in 1976, I believe, Disney World uh, was granted their own civic uh, mm-hmm. district. Uh, oh, yeah. Lake Buena Vista and Reedy Creek. Uh, and they recently are, they're breaking that up and appointed two members to that board. And you got to think that's some long game shit to also try <laughs> and enforce those laws. Cause Disney does uh, retain its own set of laws, but it's usually due to, it's like recycling quotas and manufacturing mm-hmm. quotas and things that are different there. Uh, but yeah, it would make that whole part of the state uh, potentially subject to, like, the other thing he was doing is they were, oh, what was it? Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. They brought it up in the board meeting for the uh, Disney uh, sector there that you they were wanted to pass a rule that you could not make any changes if a pandemic happened again you could not have any mask mandates or change in park operations due to that oh no no they're not gonna go for that look man wow (laughs) like no you you will have to endanger people despite your you know mission uh look look i i hate to break it to this guy but Disney has way more money than he does, mm-hmm. and they have way more influence than he thinks he does. And if they want to change things and change laws, they can, and and I'm sure they will. Uh, <laughs> and they're very and, pro LGBTQ, and yeah. I yeah, I just I just had I had this I had this but I had this sudden like thought that ran through my brain of like. 
you know, Florida's laws getting worse and worse, but like Disney has kept like a like a, a, a lockstep with itself and just like them being a sanctuary. So like just trans people running to Disney World as sanctuary if they have to go through Florida. <laughs> Could only make it better. <laughs> but I'm just like I mean... that was a weird thought to have and also I hope God that was dark. Um <laughs> I, I think mean, they have to change the shirt sense. color for Pride Day, though. <laughs> it's always been, I, I was a cast member, and when they would have Pride Days in the park, it, it, our self-identification then was, um, it was red shirts. I, I don't think it's, we should be a bunch of red shirts. As, no, uh... let's go with blue. Well, they don't own, they don't own Paramount, so. That's true, they don't own Star Trek. Trek. Red shirts don't count in Disney. <laughs> The people that target us don't know that. They are not part of our meme. Our meme verse. Yeah, it's uh, true. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that the ultimate Florida man will get kicked out of office soon. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, anything that's going to give her money, folks, it, it's really important to not do that. Just don't. There's she doesn't care. to do. She does not Did, care. Well, she cares JK, enough to, like, actually do harm. J.K. Rowling mm. does... I have decided that she has become like corporations. She doesn't care about you as a person. She doesn't care about, you know, anything other than her bottom line. And that's very... She's just... She may be a lovely person, maybe, but no, not anymore. She's just become this selfish self-centered, awful being that I don't want to support anymore. Well, she's also done recent active harm with new yeah. characters in the new book. Ugh. She's written about a serial killer oh, who is a male is dressed as a female and then when asked about it said, it's based on real things. She has fucking gone there. More active harm to another generation. Like, I am grateful that my other kids didn't get into her. A man dressed as a woman is not a... (sighs) No, it's not. But she's equating all of this and in the name of feminism, which is... No, please... Uh, It got so bad thinking about it today. Like, I was like, all right, I need... Are there statistics on the fucking TERFs? Are the turfs and and for those of you out there who don't know what a turf is, um, I I did think and I was I meant to start the segment with explaining what that is for folks, but it's trans exclusionary radical feminist. I hate the feminist is even in there because it's like a fucked up misnomer about what feminism is and what fem is and and whatever, but. They act like trans people is some kind of threat. It's like this bizarro world platforming they do. Like, it's threatening the existence of women. And, oh, women, we have struggles they don't understand. And, like, it's some kind of fucking competition or threat. And I was like, is it? I feel like it's all women of a certain age, and I'm that age. Like, f- can we, like, develop a virus... And it could be a computer and biological virus. And I will volunteer as tribute to take it out. And can we just remove these people? I was like, oh my God, she tricked me into wanting eugenics. Like, 
this group of people is so bad and culturally dangerous. I, I don't understand the argument either. It's like, oh, well, they won't ever understand what it's like for, like to have a period. I'm like, but we're not going to understand what it's like to be trans. We don't understand also, that mental and physical struggle of feeling so uncomfortable in the way your body is and have it be so anathema to what you are. Like, And also, what? I do get a period. Yeah. And, like, you do still have hormonal shifts and, like, oh, God, I'm really, like, that's the argument I always hear, and it always blows my mind, because it's, like, none of that, you're you're trying to use, like, empathy, but you're failing. You're trying to be like, oh, well, they'll never understand my struggle. Well, it's not about your individual struggle. Everybody has struggles. Why can't we come together and support each other? And help the each other. The right, like, and that's that's real feminism is uplifting your sisters, not just your cis sisters. Not even just sisters. Yeah, like, like real feminism these days is about everybody. You yeah, know, everybody. You, everybody needs equality. Feminism. Like, ah, it, it's so frustrating. And yeah, the same. That, that's just... the part that gets me the most. We'll never understand the difference between equity and equality and just humanism. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, mm. I just, it's, it's like, why some of, just some of the times I just want to look at people and be like, how do you have no empathy? How do you go through your life? That's something you can't teach people. You cannot teach people empathy. And that is so frustrating. I mean, you can, but you gotta get them young. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I the, learned it from kindergarten myself, so... Well, it's like, oh, really? the, folks okay. that you, the folks that you would want to, like, try and teach empathy, unfortunately, they're the ones that are like, if I have to struggle, then everyone has to struggle. Instead of being like, if I have to struggle, then I don't want anyone else to struggle. Like, that's just such a core mentality. Like, I don't get the... Well, if I had to, if I, I had to struggle, if I had to pay for student loans, why? Then, why then should everyone you... should have to pay for student loans. Like, go, f, f off. No. <laughs> <laughs> you should be happy that your future kids might not have to worry about student loans and like, crippling debt and anxiety and stupid bathroom bills. Like, <laughs> oh my god, just let people go and do their business. In a facility, just, just don't question it. Like, well, you know, you know, wizards poop on the floor and they magic it away, right? <laughs> J.K. Rowling has officially stated bathroom how bathrooms work, uh, which is dumb because the first yeah. book has a bathroom in it. There's a troll in it, which also little transphobic. Yeah, this there's a haunted bathroom in the second book. There's oh. bathrooms. Myrtle. Oh, ah! Thank you. So, uh, it's interesting, Veronica, you barely, uh, I heard you in there talk about how transitioning has helped you learn empathy. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think part of it, it was hormonal. Um, I kind of, I, part of it is really, when I, before I transitioned, I had a really hard time. I had taught myself not to cry. 
I taught myself to stuff those feelings down. Um, and in all honesty, I've only really been able to cry this year, 2023, and I'm six years into transition. Um, but as that started to, to, you know, that wall kind of started to break down of being able to cry, I started to realize, oh, you know, let's worry about what other people are feeling and, and also take those things into account. And I mean, I'm not going to say that I was not empathetic, but I think I'm more empathetic now than I was back then by quite a bit. That makes sense. I mean, the, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, there's something about uh, being safe to cry, being yeah. able to be open, and and I think it is about safe space, which is like I had an unrelated incident recently where I realized, oh, uh, there are things I don't feel unless I'm safe, and that it came from past trauma, and and it. I can see where that easily relates when you're like having to live with uh, not being in the right in the in the body you need to be in. Yeah, <sighs> it was it was. I mean, it took me 35 years to fully realize it. So it's yeah. it's a lot of work. I mean, I I I I could go over like all my you know my whole life and how you know it manifests itself. But one of the biggest things I still remember is I always had intrusive thoughts that were just, you need to be a woman. And I just ignored them. And I was like, no, go think about something else. And it just, it ended up coming to a head in 2016 when I finally transitioned. And that's such a, why it's so important to so many of us to create the safe space for everyone and why we will not support cultural phenomena (laughs) and bad people that uh, keep stopping that from happening. Uh, all of our, our trans friends have always been here. All our non-barrier friends, we've, they've always been here. As long as there's been recorded history and there's ample evidence of that and we just started making some progress so that there's visibility and there are people like J.K. Rowling who are trying to take that away and stamp it down and our own politicians that deny the existence of people is a dangerous path that people have been on before. Mm-hmm. And if you say it's not the same and, and you're wrong, you start converting people and putting them in camps and like it's not why did people watch The Handmaid's Tale and think this looks like a great idea, right? Like, <laughs> and it's emboldened. Oh, yeah, and then vulnerable really communities affected. who can't get the rights that everyone else already has are the first in line to have them taken away. Like, there's broken well, shit the in the things- ERA that doesn't cover all of us. Yeah. One of the things I, I find um, that at least the American education system has failed me is trans role in, in the Holocaust. We were, we were people that were killed. Uh, Trans people, gay people. Um, The first book burning was the Maxwell, um, or I can't think of his name now. It just popped out of my head. Uh, The guy, he ran a, a house of trans women and that's where they burned the first books. Of, and they were all trans, you know, information and, and documentation on trans people. And it all got burned. And that's why we have no history. 
you know, and then the 80s, then the 80s gave us the AIDS epidemic and we were wiped out again. And now here we are 40 more years later and who knows where it's going to go. I, I personally have friends who like, they, they will never come out of the closet still. Like as far as like, yeah, I'm, I've just had to accept it. Like it's too late for me. I'm too old. It'll never happen. Never I, too late. That just makes me so sad. It's never like, too no. late. <laughs> never. You should do it. You should still embrace your truth. Yep. Never. I have a friend my age who just came out a couple, like, year or two ago. Uh, and my friend Janice was in her... Well, started doing drag earlier on in her 60s, 50s and 60s, I think, but then didn't come out as trans until like 70 and couldn't do hormone therapy tried but was diabetic and just physically couldn't it was too late I mean but still could live in in a happier place um, and be accepted and find community with safe people I'm just I'm hoping that because there's more more visibility now they've y'all have always been here but there's just more visibility people know because that's the big thing is there you have the whatever that are like oh this is all happening now and it's never happened before i'm like that's a lie no they've always been here people have been people since people were people okay (laughs) see and there's Um, but there's people that they have this long-term plan and they're in our fucking legislatures. Like what's happening in Kentucky, banning drag shows. That's what the real targets are. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping now, you know, with the more visibility, you, there's more allies, people, you know, will stand behind you and won't let it happen again. And people have a better understanding of how to be good allies. Yeah. Because I like I remember way back in like the early two thousands, like mentioning this to my mom, like one of my friends is trans and she's having a really rough time just kind of deciding if she wants to talk to her parents about it. and she's like, Oh, that's like that character on Nip Tuck, right? And I'm like, Oh gosh. Yes, but no. Sit, <laughs> sit down for a second, let's have a chat. Now we have <laughs> So many, like, different actors, actresses, characters, like, just people I can, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I understand this now. And this is why representation is important. I mean, I, I mean, for me, 2016 was right about when I started feeling comfortable, you know, with accepting it. I felt like society had come to a point where I could do it and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't lose my job or whatever. You know, uh, which still happens. You know, people still lose their jobs over being trans. And unemployment for trans people is higher than than typical people, than cis people, than any... I don't know. I can't say any other minority. I'm not going to say that. But, you know, because intersectionality and all that. But, like, we are... (laughs) We are screaming for help. And people just aren't listening. Hopefully, hopefully that's turning around. I'm, I'm hopeful that it's turning around. That's kind of where I've been this year. It's been like, okay, let's move forward with this. Well, at the same time, apparently DeSantis is also saying, okay, let's move forward with this in the other way. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm here like trying to 
find out if Transparent is still streaming on Amazon Prime. It is still on Amazon. Jeffrey Tambor, who played the lead character, um, was problematic on that show, though. He he harassed some of the trans women that were working on it. And Jeez, after that, all the like tearful speeches and what he supposedly learned, he uh... and so and there were so many trans people working on that show. Um, yeah, I think a lot of them ended up moving over to Pose. If you haven't checked out Pose, highly recommend it. I will have to find it. There's there was one episode that just was so like just as a trans woman, just amazing to see. It's a one. Oh, I watched a handful I, of them, but yeah. It's literally just four trans women on a road trip. And it's like, oh my God, you don't see this anywhere else. And it's set in the 80s, so. (laughs) Oh, wow, yeah. That was its own time for sure. Yep. But then, yeah. I think this whole thing, this whole thing with she who shall not be named, I think that in our other show when we talked about it, I. it was something we came to the conclusion that it was something like it's easier when they're dead, and I honestly think that it this her whole universe the it may not ever be okay for you know the LGBTQ plus community again, or maybe it years after she dies and goes away. Maybe they'll start adopting it again out of spite, you know. Yeah. I it's hard to it's hard to know, but like as of now, it's poisoned. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's poisoned. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Lovecraft's a good example of that, you know. He, yeah, he I think we by being racist. So but we did we, we did bring that it. up. Yeah, we did we did bring that up um, in that episode as well. That's yeah. I think that's where it came from. It's easier when they're dead, you know, because he's been dead for. <laughs> Uh, many decades. Yeah, yeah. I watched, having uh... having black folk be able to reclaim that and tell those stories is fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and I think that may be something that happens in the future. Yeah. And and I hope she rolls in her grave. Well, gonna, <laughs> if, like, ten years after she passes, I'm going to have an all trans cast of the Cursed Child. Yeah, I will watch that. <laughs> I feel like she's gonna die and Mardi Gras is gonna just go full, like, what house are you? We can get back into our house now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of would rather try and push it while she's alive. (laughs) Just, I'm I'm petty. I'm a petty. Yeah. (laughs) But but I understand it's far. She's got such a tight grasp on the whole Yeah, it's far less litigious to wait. Right? Jesus, she'd sue us for making our own stuff. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> makes us all mad, obviously. Well, folks, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, either way, I'll, I'll take you on <laughs> if I need to. We all will. <laughs> Please feel free to chime in by emailing us at geekgrills at gmail.com or you can also tweet us at geekgrills. I'm very emotional. All right. Veronica, is there anything you want to say before we clear the topic and move into our happy bullshit? What are you looking for? But I don't to? remember what it was, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, anything you feel like you want to say 
Um, I will put it in our posts, in our show notes, and on our website. Happy to have any statements from you. Thank you so, so much for being here with us today. It no problem. means a lot to me. Uh, so what are you girls anticipating going forward this week? Uh, I think I have a weekend where I don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's a really weird concept. So crochet in. <laughs> and probably Asian dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Two great tastes. Two great tastes that go together. <laughs> I haven't planned out my week yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Play it by ear. Mm. There's nothing on the trans agenda this week, is it? <laughs> Not that I've gotten the memo for. <laughs> we should go to brunch and get tattoos. He's fabulous. That's on it every day. So <laughs> There you go. How about you, Ray? Uh, yeah, I've got the end of life celebration with the, the extended family, and then the art supply redistribution train that I'll be I'll be driving around throwing throwing art supplies, create choo, art, choo choo, <laughs> <laughs> make art. Nice. Uh, Ted Lasso comes back in two days, so hooray! I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, tomorrow, I bought tickets a little while ago uh, for our local arts, arts council does this shows on Tuesday nights at um, the old jail. And apparently tomorrow it's like a film festival production of a local band called Blue. And it's like a movie about the band and the band's going to be there for the showing of the movie. And it was like 10 bucks. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to cool. do something on Tuesday. Uh Wednesday's D and D, and as long as uh, it'll make me get my character done before I have to go to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, folks, you can always come watch us record live at twitch.tv slash geekgrills on most Monday evenings. Our next one is on the twentieth of March, five p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern. Where it's a game night. We're gonna play Phasmophobia, right? Is that right? Uh, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you're, you're, you're watching a. Uh... Her, her South Korean drama. You're, you'll be good for this. I have a friend that sits with me and yells when I do. Uh, she doesn't know me, but she's my friend. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll, we'll get you through phasmophobia. Uh, okay. You got your Halloween so, town friends. Yes. <laughs> In addition to the subs and bits that we get on Twitch, we are some part of our amazing patrons. You're the greatest girlfriends on the internet. Uh, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com slash girls. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can sub to us for free every month on Twitch. And another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. You can do so on any of your podcast catchers. You can check out what topics we're going to do in the next month on our schedule below on our Twitch page. And if you're a patron, you can always suggest a topic a topic for us. We'll do it. Um, and we'd love to hear your ideas. And where can we find all of you on the interwebs? You can find me on Instagram under the name madcap underscore misc. That's M-I-S-C. And you can check out my website at madcapm.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under doppeldame. And you can find me on YouTube at Pixie. I don't have any videos up there that are newer than a year old, but... That's about the only thing I actually do. <laughs> cool.
cool. And I can be find, found at 9of12.com. That's N-I-N-E-O-F-1-2 dot com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good game. GG! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>